Okay, dann. <lacht> It's fine. Works. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong works. with me. It works, it works. Mm. Okay, so. I have never been so afraid and so excited to talk about something as the, as the topic that we are going to talk about today. Wow. Afraid and excited. Yeah. Worried. I don't know if... I don't know if the right word actually is afraid. Also because, I mean, I'm super interested to know your opinion about this topic. But I, know, I also know that it is a very, very tricky topic to talk about. Yeah, I think this topic specifically has a mainstream root. And then can also have very abstract ideas that come out of it. Would you like to reveal the topic to us? <laughs> Since I'm just sharing too so, much. <laughs> so the idea was to talk about beauty standards. And even here, I mean, I didn't know how to actually phrase these uh, these beauty standards. I mean, I don't know. It's everything and nothing. I don't know if you get what, what I mean. It's nothing and everything, actually. Like, who are we even to set standards in the first place? <laughs> And here my brain is already broken. (laughs) No, but really think about it. Like who gave us the right to set standards for beauty? Don't we all have the same sets of eyes and the same sense of appreciation? Seriously, I was really, really Mm. puzzled and uh, challenged by the fact of having to talk about this topic. Because then there was a moment where I was trying to figure out... uh, First of all, how not to fall into banalization. And to understand this one, for example, I asked this question to Rosaria mm. because I was like, okay, I need to understand what is my thought about it. And I was asking her, when I ask you what beauty is, what do you think? And she wasn't able to actually give me a proper answer without being reductive. This is the point. Yeah. Mm. I just, I, to, to be honest, I struggle with this topic so much. Because everywhere I lived, <laughs> I have been seen either beautiful or ugly or somewhere in between, very bland. And I've, I, I, think, I think it only lies in what we find beauty in. Because I've, for example, met beautiful people before. They can be so beautiful, but as soon as they start talking, this beauty is washed over completely because of... Uh, what they're saying and it makes me wonder if it, if beauty is a full package of other things than just the features that meet the eye or it really is the features that are, and I am just being a social outcast you remember what she said about Esther Perel uh, the fact that she suggests uh, to uh, meet someone and see someone and date someone <clears throat> in a social context where you're around other people Yeah, I remember that she said that it's eroticism and not sexual eroticism, but she meant eroticism even within ourselves, that we like what we do, we feel confident in what we do. And this eradicates, not eradicates, sorry, I'm using the wrong word. This, um, uh, what is the word that I want to use? (laughs) You're the one that knows English better than me. (laughs) (laughs) Like shine, (laughs) see, I'm just saying, I'm about to explode with gestures. Uh, shining beauty you know and she was just mentioning the fact that i think we need to link her video instead before i butcher what she said yeah i think so yeah (laughs) but it was an interview in some other podcast Uh, of course it's much famous it's a rather famous competitor of ours (laughs) 
<laughs> and uh, she was just talking about the fact that when we feel like we are in our zone, we are doing our thing, we are doing what we love, this projects eroticism within us and then we become more beautiful and we instantly have more control over the idea of beauty rather than people setting these standards for us or these ideas it's very beautiful and and oh my god i hate you because i was going to say something else and now <laughs> my, my brain is going what? to a completely different truth but uh wait but um the reason why i was asking you if you remembered about the esther perel uh, video was because i think is the reason why i hate so much uh, and it's very very difficult for me to use uh, dating apps Because I lose completely the three-dimensionality of the person and what actually makes the person attractive and in this way beautiful to me. All this mm. to simply go back to the fact that uh, I was thinking what actually beauty is to me, what it means to me. And actually was the question that I was going to ask you. Of course, uh, you can give a very basic uh, definition of, on, or notion about what beauty is. But then I feel that there are those two extremes uh, where or you are super skeptical and then you have you fall into that trap where even only if you are designed uh, and when I say designed I mean like that you are burned that you were that you were burned with uh, you know like uh, a nose made in a certain way cheeks made in a certain way the shape of the face made in a certain way so or then you fall to the other opposite extreme where if you start to see the complexity of beauty then you start to become to Bonista is in Italian. Someone that is... Uh, what? Which means that you see good in everything mm. to an extent that uh, as if you try to be too positive, you know? Too... Op too yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the, the saying or the quote of beauty is in the mm -hmm. eyes of the beholder, I think is is a thing. Like, you, uh, the, your outlook on life, how you see beauty, your own interpretation of beauty is what translates what beauty is to you. So for example, you can have something, find it incredibly beautiful and I would find it absolutely normal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Not just with facial features. I mean here even like between Egypt and Sierra Leone and we're talking now about two countries mm -hmm. within the same continent. I can tell you that my body falls within a very, very reasonable and good category on the physical side. Like... I, I'm proportionate. People would consider me of a normal or even admirable size. But here in Sierra Leone, my features are very small for them. <laughs> They don't really see my body attractive, for example, because everything yeah. has to be magnified, oh, yeah, you. you know. So this is something that really differs from a context to another. And I think it only depends on who's looking and what is beauty in their eyes. And this is the reason why it breaks me. My, it breaks my brain. Because then when I... It breaks my ego, not just my brain. That one for sure. <laughs> Because when I, when I try to have this kind of conversation, and the funny part is that I, I can already hear the voices of my friends uh, grumbling over the fact that we are talking about this because, you know, like, it's an over-exploited conversation. But <laughs> when I try to have a conversation over this topic uh, where it tries to welcome uh, a different way to, to perceive beauty and to perceive the aesthetic of someone uh, to welcome a more complex, uh, you know, understanding. It's really, really hard for people to actually welcome this kind of point of view. 
I think it's a cognitive process within us to limit big topics into small things. And it's, it's, you know, we like to categorize things when we think of them, maybe. And I don't know the actual, I forgot the, the scientific name for it, but I know that we, uh, us as human beings, we try to minimalize, mm-hmm. minimalize, no, 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 <laughs> minimize <laughs> the, 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 the amount of details within any topic and bring it down to a nuclear idea to be able to process it easily. And I think this is also something that we do with beauty is that we try to limit it only to, to the physical appearance to make it more digestible and easy to discuss. And which leads us also to the to the discussions of body shaming, body positivity, uh, and all of these things, not in any way belittling of their importance. They are very important to discuss, but it's also important for us not to think of beauty as only these things. Because at this point, my question is this one, then what is ugly? Because then I started to think on the opposite way. I was like, okay, I cannot define beauty in the sense that, uh, or I have to define it in a very superficial way. Mm. When you before were saying about Sierra Leone and Egypt, I can tell you that uh, I've never felt uh, beautiful in Naples because I don't fall into that kind of standardized way of seeing beauty. Then, for example, when I, when I went to India, it was, it was crazy because the simple fact that I was so, so, so pale, <laughs> simply that made me beautiful. Yeah. Something that here people keep asking me if I'm sick, you know? Even when I go to some countries or others, I mean, I can see that uh, my aesthetic is perceived in a very different way and more or less attractive to the eye of of the eyes of the person that is looking at me, which I, I, I know, I mean, I feel, I mean, I can sense uh, how subjective beauty is. But is ugly the opposite of beautiful? I, I guess so. What do you think is the opposite of, of beauty? In this case, I think when I don't find something beautiful, I'm rather indifferent towards it, not that it's ugly. Is it either or? Ugly is a big word for me, to be honest. Yeah, I know. It is a big word. Mm. I mean, we try to aim to something that, for me, honestly, I don't get uh, what we are trying to aim for. Because it doesn't exist. It's constantly changing. But then my question is this one. Is it really so important to talk about beauty? I think it's important for us to discuss how important beauty is in the first place and position it well because otherwise we'll just be carried away with it and I think it's a constantly changing thing like where you are from you would find it over time constantly changing the beauty standards I mean and from a place to another even a split of a second if you move from a place to another it's already a different uh, standard of beauty So you really have to know how to dilute its effect on you rather than how to take it seriously and commit to it. Because if we end up committing to a certain standard, this is when we take a blunt slap on the face as soon as we go somewhere else, as you just said. And in this case, we've given it so much importance. I try to give myself an answer to this question Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I like to ask questions and then to also answer them. (laughs) I mean... It shouldn't be so important to talk about beauty, but the reality that is that it is important to talk about beauty because you can see that it's something that actually is, it shapes people, their perception of beauty and how they think about beauty. And how they communicate together also based on beauty. Yeah, 
And I can tell you that I think that is despite gender, people need to have a different overview, a different a different perspective over what actually means to be beautiful. And in these moments, you know what actually made me sad is that uh, beauty beauty is really mistaken for w- worthness. Yes. But is it only now or has it always been like this? Because I feel like even in medieval ages, for example, women were always, I'm not even suggesting that it's only limited to women. I'm sure men always have their own beauty standards, struggles also. But I'm talking as a woman now. I, I've seen even documentaries where women were having to to suffer a lot because it can influence their marital status. It can influence their job acquisition, having opportunities rather than others. Um, so many things can be influenced just by your outlooks, like like nothing else but your features and your and what you look like can influence so many big decisions and so many big steps in your life. I guess it's you know the entire narrative behind uh, the. I mean, many books have been written about the fact that uh, we as women has have been uh, trained. Uh, or at least directed uh, to overthink over our aesthetics rather than other things uh, so that uh, we could be easy, easily manipulated. Yeah, easier, easily controlled. Yeah. So as long as you fixate, fixate over how slim or fat you are, how, I don't know, like perfect arm, perfect are your hair and so on. I mean, like, but anyway. Entire industries are built on that even. It, it breaks my heart sometimes when I go to the office sometimes. I'm saying sometimes we are many times now. <laughs> cut this, cut this. <laughs> I'm saying it breaks my heart that sometimes I have to go to the office and I would see ladies that are brilliant, brilliant to say the least, and very intelligent and very sharp-minded and very witty and very charismatic They would just be saving money to buy wigs, you know, because they want to have softer hair when when Mm -hmm. their hair, for example, is a bit coarse or is a bit on the curly side. Genetically, of course, I mean, this side of Africa has coarse hair. So I just feel like entire worlds are shaped around fake standards of beauty that women will never be able to attain unless they lie. Like they really publicly just have to, of course, to feel good about yourself, you're allowed to do anything. It feels good to feel good about yourself. But what if everything around you is making you feel like you have to waste your life feeling good about yourself when you can just simply be okay with it as it is because it was, it became like this for a reason also. Our genetic I mean, makeup is different for a reason. We live in different places in the world. We have to adapt to different yeah. uh, world uh, weather conditions and so on. So it's 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 just a bit saddening for me how far we've taken this to the point of abuse, I guess. Self-abuse. Is it important to talk about the beauty? Yeah, I think so. I mean, to the extent that it's important to understand what is going on in our head I guess yeah and how far can it be dangerous yeah and because at this point I would ask you also this question is that which brings also another point that I usually have with many friends but I always I, I'm always then mistaken for being too I don't know like too too kind let's say excessively kind I mean honestly how how are we 
about how we form our taste. Is it our taste or is it something that has been kind of imposed to us? Something that we have taken from others, you know? I mean, as values, you know, like values and principles, uh, the way that you live your life, uh, your culture is the sum of different things. The sum of your family values, the sum of your cultural context, uh, where you were born, uh, where did you, where you lived and so on. So again, in the same way, your sense of beauty and what you find beautiful, as we were saying at the beginning, uh, changes over places and changes, changes over context. So my question is, how much aware you, are you to, like, if your taste is actually your taste or is it just a result of someone else's taste that you are just practicing? What do you think is the answer to this? My answer is that it's just a result of other people's taste. I mean, I don't think that many people are actually conscious about why they like what they like. But then it doesn't matter this one. To me, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me this. What it bothers me is that these same people then are really quick at judging someone else's beauty. They are really quick in saying you are beautiful and you're not. And this actually is what breaks me and makes me sad. I think it's just a sense of superiority. We really take ourselves, sometimes we really forget how small we are. We think ourselves so maj- of ourselves so majestically, like we, we act superior when we definitely do not have the right to set standards for other people, especially if they're unattainable standards also. Like, you know what annoys me most of all is that sometimes, I mean, okay, some things you can say that, okay, we see this person, they're very, very beautiful. This person, they're not as asymmetrically for example, as you were saying, like the, the the face is not ordered the same. So this person is maybe a bit less, you know, like attractive or aesthetically pleasing to the eye when it first meets the yeah. eye. Animalistically, yeah. now I'm talking very super, superficial. We're not even going into any details. But I think, okay, when this is something, we can keep it on the side now and look at the other side where we set details for some people that they just feel like they have to work their whole lives towards an unrealistic goal that will never mm-hmm. happen and we feel like it's okay. I think this is when we reach a point of... I mean, is this any different even from colonialism? No, that's all. Taking everything off of you, like taking everything off of you literally and setting standards for you that are completely unattainable. No, absolutely. And telling you it's this way or the highway. I agree with you. Uh, yeah, I just feel like... <laughs> I don't know how did we reach this point of dark conversation, but it 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 humiliates my mind sometimes thinking that we live in a world that... Uh... It's, it's hard to question things. This is the point. Of course, it's important to have different opinions. It's important to have different point of views. And it's very important to like different things, which it's, uh, I guess, the starting point. Beauty is uh, something that you like. I mean, for me, at least as long as you like something, it means that there is beauty in what you're looking at. What makes me sad is the extreme uh, homo- homogeneity. Is it? Homogeneity. Homogeneity. Thanks over topics which are super complex 
and is their complexity complexity that actually makes them interesting yeah but it goes back to us having to limit things it still goes back to the fact that as human beings we like to limit things to narrow details down to something that is very graspable and very simple even to put things in one quote when they're really complex ways of intervening within yourself to actually see what do you see and how do you constantly have to revisit your own choices of what is beautiful you know but is it really about narrowing things down or is is it more about not questioning things because again i can tell you that i have made plenty of times this conversation with many many friends where they start to for example like uh discussing about how gross uh, is to see a woman with hairs you mean body hair yeah i mean even about body fat uh, or i mean maybe that one not really because people are starting to get a little bit more open to this kind of uh, of differences uh but hairs for sure i can tell you that is uh, the standard topic that oh my god is super gross to see a woman with hair and even the people that are tolerant now to these things are uh, are considering themselves liberal and woke like they're not even the average person ah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and i was talking to these friends of mine and i was asking them i was like but why do you get grossed by by that and when they give me an answer is like no it's just it's not nice it's not it's not pretty and i'm like yeah but is it is it because you don't find it pretty or because i mean you come from a cultural background society and a legacy where people have taught you not to find it attractive is it about narrowing things down about simplifying concepts or is it about just simply which not simply but is it about uh, not doubting things not no i don't think it's about one thing maybe it's a collection of things maybe what i'm saying is complete nonsense like i i really don't know not that i've scientifically looked into our perceptions of beauty past maybe and my interest in anthropology i've seen it as a component in cultures but i've never actually thought about it until today in this manner is that it's possible also that it's it's a different construct that really forms itself in different manners some people are more inquisitive within themselves than others some people are very arrogant they take things as set in stone you know and one thing is is the way it should be others are more you know like they they self reflect and they keep revisiting their perceptions of things and updating themselves and it's i think it really depends from a person to another in this case but what i'm sure of is that consumerism has definitely got us to the point where we've simplified beauty only to face and body so that we can keep on the consumption of certain commodities at a certain type of faces and certain types of bodies oh, yes, absolutely absolutely but I don't know. I maybe I speak from the point of view of someone that always felt like an outcast uh, from the inside to the outside and I always felt that I was in the ro- in the wrong context uh, always. Uh not just simply for what I was thinking but also for the way that I I look. I I don't get why welcoming uh, complexity of beauty is such uh, is so 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 hard. Also because I see this intransigenza <laughs> just give me one second rigidity yeah i see this inflexibility this rigidity over 
over the meaning of beauty from the weirdest people possible in the sense that from those people that actually they don't really fall into the category of objective beauty, you know? Uh, I'm thinking even who's more judgmental in my life or rather on the judgmental life on beauty matters in my life. And I actually cannot think of anybody but my grandma. Like my grandma is very judgmental about, about people's beauty standards uh, or about beauty standards in general. But yeah, and I, she's definitely not objective at all. I do not see her as an objective party at all. Yeah. I mean, but why, how to be objective yeah. over this topic, honestly? And, and the, the thing is, this one is also what uh, our difficulty to talk over this topic uh, doesn't just simply come from the difficulty of not falling into banalization, but also because maybe we are the first ones that actually give to beauty a very superficial uh, notion. Which actually breaks my heart. At, le- at least I don't, speak, I don't speak from your behalf. I see my mind and my brain going back always uh, to a very... I mean, I-, I tend to focus on the notion of uh, beauty from the outside. I-, I know that I have a perception which is much more uh, broader and deeper than this one. I think in this case, we really need to, gi- to give ourselves the leeway. To let it affect us because it's a reality and we're not superhumans. We're just as everybody else. But also when we are allowing this to affect us, we become also apologetic for ourselves. And we say, you know, what? To an extent, that's not my worth. That's not the hill I'm going down on. Like, it's it's just not where I'm heading with myself. And I re- I think we really need to... I'm, I mean, I need to advise myself before anything else. But, like... Really, we can get so carried away by so many things going around. The social media is freak, it like can freak you out. 24 hours dealing with social media on its own will just set you on a different bar that's unrealistic. And if you don't uh, position yourself well and you position your ideologies of what beauty is well, you can just get carried away with the wave and let it throw you wherever it is. And you'll be in, in a constant process of... Um, like or i i think for myself at least that i w- if i let this uh, carry me away i think i will just be in a constant process of um like dissatisfaction with who i am and a constant process of trying to change when this change will never stop and i will become a guinea pig for beauty until i actually start looking like a pig now not just a guinea pig and that would be a complete disaster <laughs> that jokes And it's not a matter of being too politically correct, you know, because this one is the word that I was trying to find since the the beginning of this episode. Then you, if people start to think that you are too politically correct when you want to see beauty in everyone, yeah, no, like it's no. But uh, I, I think it takes a good heart to be honest to just see beauty, and it's simpler than that. It really takes a good heart because we all see babies. We all like babies for how small and and tiny and simple and random they are we just find beauty in babies no yes. matter what you know um even if they say that there are babies which are not so pretty by the way yes and when i say that my mom does not allow me i know even my mother mom said no all all babies are beautiful <laughs> i'm not allowed to say a baby is ugly and i've said it a few yeah. times and she'd be like not even considerable i mean when they are when they are like when they are just burned, 
which I don't know how to pronounce this word properly, by the way. Born. born. Okay. When they are born. <laughs> Nobody's born. born. Yeah, exactly. Every time that I say it out loud, it's like burned. <laughs> no, it's not burned. Um, when they are born. Is it right now? Born. Born. And this episode is how to teach Teresa how to say born. <laughs> how to say the past perfect of giving birth, I guess. Let's, uh, let's admit it. Uh, they are not super pretty. Oh, we were not pretty when we were just, we were, we, when we just came out of our mother's. Uh, I don't even want to talk about yeah. what the baby looks like when it comes out. Because I, it, I happened to see one this year for the very first time in a delivery room. And the trauma still haunts why? me. Why, why, did you do, why did you do this to yourself? You remember it was my I know, but why did you look at it? I was just there because her family was not there and I guess she needed moral support. I just said if I'm the one that's pregnant and nobody's with me, what would I what would I want her to do? And I said no, but it didn't serve me well. My memory is still a bit still haunts me. (laughs) 